Welcome back to another bonus episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. How you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, you know, it's a... Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm <laughs> really true. upset at I'm really upset at the weather lately. I know we haven't talked about the weather in a long time, uh, but I've been riding my bike to work. Oh, you mentioned yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I was going to ride it yesterday, but the forecast Tuesday night said it was going to rain all day, so I didn't ride mm. my bike, mm. and then it didn't rain at all on Wednesday, so that irritated uh. me. I was going to ride it today, and then guess what the forecast said last night. <laughs> rain that it was gonna rain well it rained this morning pretty early and it rained wednesday but like for like 20 minutes it drizzled like yeah um, not enough for you to not get on your bike you know what happens if you bike in the rain you just get wet you know what happens after you get wet you dry off yeah there you go man don't be yeah. a wuss just ride yeah. your bike in the rain <laughs> it's paved it's not like you're getting in the mud there is one part in which i do ride on dirt ah so that might be inconvenient but it's for like 10 seconds yeah but that's not really the point. Uh, since you have returned, I saw something. Uh-oh. I saw a hat and I saw yes. your shirt. Tell I the listeners what your shirt is. I got LWE as a duck on my <gasps> red and gray. What is this, a baseball tee? It looks orange from here, but yes. Oh, it is definitely red. Yeah, the, the camera is making it look orange, but it is def red. Nice. I got nice. my FP Fest Omega Gangsta Mode <laughs> goods. So I got a couple Oops. of shirts. I got some I got some hats. I got some patches with the same LWE or sticker maybe with the LWE uh, duck and the JTRO duck. I'm super excited. We're a week and a half away. Swagging. I'm going to fly out for work and then fly home just for it and then fly back to work. Excellent. Yes. Booked all that today. It was expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not paying for it, but you know, yeah, it'd be it's work related. Be. <laughs> it be what it be. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully we get the schedule soon and I'll know when I'm getting the AMA with JTRO slash hangout sesh. Hopefully I, I asked for the time that's on my birthday. Mm. So I'm hoping that I can do a little birthday hangout sesh with the Tro. Yeah. See if you can get him on the chai pod. Tea. I'm not going to try to get him on the pod. No, 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 no. I spent hundreds of dollars. Someone else spent hundreds of dollars for me to be there. I'm not going to ruin it by <laughs> self-promoting a podcast no one's heard of. So. He has retweeted and commented on our posts. He knows who he, we are. <laughs> he retweets and comments on everything FP related. And everything. He's very prevalent on social media. <laughs> he's very engaged with his fan base, which is pretty awesome. I mean, he's putting together this fest. Like, what other indie movie has a festival? And, not, and it's not like this is just a one-off thing. This is the second one. Star Wars. This is not an indie film. It, it was. was <laughs> no, it was not. It, it was distributed by That's right. Fox. No, you're right. You're right. It was not no, independent. You're right. you're right. No, so he's so he's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to just whatever it is. I'm looking forward to hopefully being sober enough to remember it. Speaking of being right, <laughs> Lower Decks. Yes. Season two, episode eight. I excrete us. Blurb me. Sorry, I'm laughing at that name. <laughs> A consultant arrives on the USS Cerritos to run drills that require the Lower Deckers and bridge crew to swap duties. Mm, okay we're in the end game now only oh. two episodes of the season remain yes and what i said in a last episode or maybe the episode before about how the back half of season one was better than the first half it holds true for season two well 9.3 on imdb out of yes. 10 median score of 10 yes 56 percent of the votes now that being said only 39 users have reviewed this 56.4% of it, 10 stars. 
I actually disagree. Oh. 11. 11 oh, stars. 11. <laughs> <laughs> 11. So, episode high, highly, highly rated. Uh, go on the forums, go on the, the Twitter, the Reddit. Everyone seems to really, really like this episode. The few people that I saw didn't like it obviously didn't watch the episode. Uh, so, that wasn't, <laughs> you know, so whatever. Um, and I say that by saying they, they got things factually wrong about the episode. So, whatever. This is the highest rated episode of Lower Decks, is it not? I'm looking back. The highest we got in season one, do do do, scrolling down eight eight point nine. The finale okay. settled down at eight point nine. So this could easily settle down a little lower. You know, we're looking at thirty five to forty votes versus a thousand. So mm-hmm. it'll probably settle down. But right now, it's looking and looking like it's going to compete with the best rated episode of season one. Would you consider this a clip show episode? Well, a clip show is usually reused footage. Well, that's the whole point of it because it's like the right. season two finale of TNG, whatever garbage that was. Literally right, right. the one of the worst television episodes I've ever seen of anything, not just Star Trek. <laughs> it was season two, well, I think. Yeah. Well, I think, well, I guess what I meant to say was in an abstract way, this is like a clip episode. A, yeah. A clip show. Because what they do, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the episode yet, in three, two, one, go ahead and watch it and rate it a 10 on IMDb. The drills that they're running are actually simulations via holopods. These simulations that they're running are, in fact, things that have happened in previous episodes of Star Trek. Not not just Next Generation. If you're looking at IMDb, one of the photos for this episode is Tindy standing over a, a bedridden Klingon. And in that scene, he wants to die an honorable death and hands her his... It's not Mac-leth, a... Not a Macleth. I don't remember. The blade thing. Yeah. Kapla? Maybe. Right? Not Kapla. That's hello, or the equivalent thereof. Or some sort of warrior's greeting. I don't know. I don't know Klingon. Mechleth? No, no, that's that's not a Mechleth. I know what a oh. Mechleth is. I'm at least nerdy enough to know Dek-tog. the difference between a... There you go. It's a Dektog. I know the difference oh. between a Mechleth and a Backleth. How dare you? Batleth, excuse me. <laughs> it is a lot of references, but they're embedded in the references. They're not throwaway references, and they make sense in universe. So we had the collector ship early this season that was just full of references. This guy collected things from Star Trek shows is what it came down to. <laughs> and it was a little hard to believe that he only had stuff that was relevant to Star Trek and the Enterprise and blah, blah, blah. While this makes a lot of sense because something happens to a ship. You take it, you learn from that ex- that experience, the experiences of the crew, right? You break it down, you do a debrief, and then you turn that into training material. What would we do in this situation? And so, yeah, it makes perfect sense that they're throwing them in those semi-famous, some less famous situations. <laughs> so I liked the way they handled the reference on this, the references on this one quite a bit. I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'll start with, okay, I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. One. Yes. What was your favorite reference? Or what was your favorite simulation slash reference? My favorite simulation slash reference would have to be the Borg encounter. <laughs> if only because Alice Krieg reprises her role as the Borg queen from okay. First Contact. Okay. Super awesome. Like when she showed up and there was the same voice actress, I was like, this is this is great. Like that, the little added detail is fantastic. That might answer my second question, which yeah. who was your favorite Part, like who was your favorite individual involved in one of the simulations slash? Oh well, obviously, yeah. Okay, it would have to be Boimler Spread Eagle on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think <laughs> I, I think my favorite is uh, the aforementioned Klingon suicide ritual. Of course, yeah. And then uh, my favorite person was Horny Billups in the Mirror Universe. Oh. oh. Um, yeah, and he's like, I couldn't oh. even catch that, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got to torture somebody. I'm so horny. <laughs> Which is a complete flip <laughs> over yeah. uh, what we had to deal with last episode with Billups. So. Very very much so. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And, and, I didn't mean and I like how that. the way they made them evil was just, they all had goatees. Yeah, of course. Rutherford, Boimler, and Billups Shacks. all had a goatee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So good. <laughs> so, so good. So you like the Borg one. I, you like the, the Naked Now or Naked Time one is obviously going to be a, a big one. I liked the Western. I, yeah. I was upset with how short-lived it was, honestly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm mad that there weren't just a bunch of datas. That's what I'm mad about, <laughs> is that the, the people in the Western weren't we're just datas. <laughs> I don't think they can afford Brent Spiner. They already well, he didn't have to say anything. He could have just used just his likeness, there. right? And just give him a cut. Because <laughs> I don't think the other characters say anything when she no, arrives No, I don't think that, so. Yeah, I don't she think so. she beams in or whatever. I like the Klingon one because that's that's a moral quandary that I, I think was prevalent in the 90s. That's true. It was very uh, relevant. With your boy, Dr. Kevorkian, Dr. Death, as yeah. it were. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, it's also just how far do you go? I mean, it comes up in Deep Space Nine as well when Worf attempts to kill his brother in a ritualistic assisted suicide. So they hit on that that topic more than once. It's it's all it's not just end of life and choosing when to end it. That whole argument, which I'm not touching at all. It's also how far do we go to respect the cultures of others? I mean that yeah. that comes up a lot in Trek, but you have this character who is much more at the forefront. He's a main character. His culture yeah. does things that we would consider not great, right? <laughs> Problematic. <laughs> yeah, at best, right? Uh, ritualistic suicide of a loved one is frowned upon in modern society. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure that's a murder. So, <laughs> By definition, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah by definition. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other medical or ethics type issue they could have thrown at Tendi. She could have, well, it wouldn't have been an ethical or a medical ethics question, but they could have just made everyone disappear in her simulation one by one until she's the only one left. <laughs> until she's the only one left. Just her in a green lantern with the ghost of Christmas past in it. <laughs> that's a dumb episode. I, I think that's actually one of my least favorite episodes. It's the second worst episode of Star Trek, Next Generation. <laughs> uh, the clip show is obviously the worst. There's no way you can tell me that a clip show is... Better than anything. You could do any of the numerous episodes in which some uh, lady on the ship is possessed and or impregnated by an alien <laughs> force. And do they do, do we come to does it come to term or not? You know, there's that. But the Klingon oh. one is funnier, I think. And it's quicker <laughs> for her to deal with. I did also like how we got more of Dr. Ta'ana and Shax. Well. Not necessarily when they're doing their thing for the naked now, but when they're in the lower decks bunks. Oh, uh, we're in the bunks. And yeah. she like crawls on top of him. I mean, as a cat owner, yeah, it's exactly how my cat acts. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed when they were under it. I think, I don't remember they were being under attack by Klingons. And if I remember right, that was Captain Freeman. Is that her husband? Who was the captain of the other, who was the actual captain? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think it was. 
I could be wrong, but it looked like him. Yeah, Phil Lamar, commanding officer. Oh, he plays several voices in this episode. Docking uh, bay officer, Borg member. Yeah, Borg just, member? Is that what we call them? <laughs> is it like, do you sign up? Yeah, he's just he's ranked as commanding officer and docking bay officer. But it sounded like him, so I just assumed it was him. Sure. Do you like tear off enough tops off the cereal boxes and turn them in and you get your cool membership ring to join the board collective <laughs> always drink your oval team we are not endorsed by oval team no but i did like when they're like why do i just have to keep stacking these crates and every time i stack <laughs> them they get knocked down it's like yeah man that's 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 what happens why are they hexagons <laughs> they want us to stack them <laughs> Great question, Shax. Great question. Well, I think the problem was is they were stacking them directly on top of each other. They didn't utilize the hexagon shape. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, just like an egg, when you try to squeeze it. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that when, what is her name? Sheree Yin Yim, the drill instructor, was letting everyone know they were going to swap, right? Lower decks were going to be command. Command was going to be lower decks. Everyone's reacting to it. Obviously, command crew doesn't like it, and the lower decks think it's awesome. Kayshawn, no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> so it's just it's still unclear where he is in the command structure is he lower decks is he upper decks he's like if i flip around i'm just still right where i'm at no way he's just middle decks yeah i guess like what is middle yeah. decks i don't know, I don't know. maybe maybe we'll get a spinoff Ste- movie stellar cartography that's stellar cartography <laughs> oh my gosh ridiculous that was such a cool looking scene that served absolutely no purpose all right moving on Boimler actually passing a rigged test makes. I mean, he did attempt it like seventeen times. He still passed it the first time. He got a seventy-nine percent. Yeah, he showed up on a Borg cube and got out of the Borg cube. Okay, first of all, you could escape from a Borg cube because they don't. They they move very slowly, (laughs) and they only ever seem to have one weapon, and it's a giant unwieldy cybernetic arm. So sure, (laughs) sure. This is a question I've always had. Uh oh. In first contact, when they're like, they're, they're adapting to our phasers, Worf right. whips out the knife. The Maclef. And, and cuts that dude's arm off. Yes. Why don't they just use melee weapons? I don't know. Maybe they're super strong. Maybe they will adapt to bladed weapons. But you got to eventually come back around to be able to use phasers, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I watched a movie where a dude used a katana and plunged it into a plane and somehow it didn't manage to fall off. So, well, uh, he was also thousands of year old katana maker <laughs> slash boy band star. I mean, I so guess they can't, so they can't replicate one of those and just kind of yeah, I don't know. Well, it's not so much the blade that did it, but the skill mm. of which at which the skill with okay. which okay. Okay. Worf okay. used it shovel. <laughs> Everyone just hit him with a swing of shovels. <laughs> I don't know what you go with a shovel. Just get a baseball bat. I mean, a club, you know, <laughs> you're right. They seem yeah. to be susceptible to melee weapons and no one has really exploited that yet. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm confused. I'm just, I'm confused. Yeah. That's yeah. not here. I mean, he does throw his phaser at one of their heads and he just kind of blinks off of it, but it was Boimler. Yeah. Who the poor queen barely recognized as human. Which, I mean, he has purple hair. Yeah, he needs to stay hydrated. And he's not so. staying, he's not listening to the podcast. Yeah, definitely not. Come or on. he would be hydrated. Come on, boy, boy. Get it together. Get it together. Freeman and Mariner working together. I love it when that happens. They seem to sink under pressure very quickly, very easily. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely like, it's it's why you can't work with family. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, there's there's always weird 
family dynamics. Like no matter no matter whatever your relationship is with your family, there's a strange dynamic. So I think that's part of it. <laughs> that, it definitely like, is. You really shouldn't. Like, she's like she's like you need to go to the all right i'm gonna send you to the brig as the captain and hilariously enough the former captain currently now ensign pretty much being beckett is like no i'm not gonna go to the brig so like they have the exact same relationship it's just in reverse i wish we could have seen that for a little bit longer yeah yeah (laughs) so that's pretty funny did you know that the guy who does rutherford is also winger bingston jr Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, they're I all talented voice actors. I just didn't know. Do you know who Lennon Parham is? Parham? She played Cherie Yin Yim. I did not recognize the name. I recognized her voice, and then I looked through her filmography, Okay, and I don't recognize her at all. <laughs> like, I don't see anything in here that I would have heard her from, seen her in. I mean, a few, like, she's, like, in one episode of some random TV show that I've seen. Like she's in, you know, what is this? She's in three episodes of Adventure Time. So yeah, okay, I've seen Adventure Time, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be why I recognize her voice. Curve your enthusiasm. Veep star versus the forces of evil. That, that sounds bad. Yeah. So no. you didn't recognize her? I was hoping you'd recognize her from something or thought she was someone else, I guess. Nope. All right. Nothing. There you go. All right. Well, she just has a voice that sounds familiar to someone else's maybe. I don't know. She did great. Ooh, ooh, fantastic. Ooh, ooh. ooh. What? Uh, what? The birthday boys. She was. She was a doctor. No, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Jablonski. Yeah, I don't recognize any of this stuff. Interesting. She did great. She ended up being the antagonist at, in the end, which was uh, <laughs> nifty, as it were. Somehow, somehow, it was the antagonist. I didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Did you notice? Sorry. Last little reference bit. Billups in the naked time scenario, sitting there. He's naked like everyone else, but he's sitting there on his pad, ignoring everyone. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> Not engaged. Good for him. Yeah. No matter how, I guess, inebriated or intoxicated or infected by this alien presence he gets, still protects it. Yeah. He's on his guard 100% of the time. Yeah. Protect your virginity at all costs. Don't all do costs. something you're not ready to do, people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, we were given this episode a 10. I would agree. 10 out of 10. Do you think it's the best episode this season? What is your opinion? I think so. I do. Okay. It ticks all the boxes. I mean, it even had like a small motion picture reference at the beginning. That was kind of neat. I did enjoy the crystal inlet, the crystal entity kind of. The, the crystalline entity. A, it must be crystalline entity season. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I think so. I, I The thing about Trek, and especially the thing about a show like Lower Decks, is what makes Lower Decks a good show is how, I don't want to say how faithful it is to the source material, but how respectful mm. it is of the source material. Yeah, uh, I mean, half the stuff that Beckett does would, you know, get her expelled from Starfleet or whatever. Like, right? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I've never been in Starfleet, right? But- a complete outsider who was never involved in a situation like the naked now, like they might react the exact same way that Mariner did, which is freak out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, she just has a panic attack and then she has PTSD later when she sees Shaq stretching and all she, and then she just sees him naked. I think this is the, I, it might be the best episode of the show so far. I disagree. I still think that where pleasant fountains lie is the best episode. Of this season, at the very least. I'm, I haven't given any thought for, to no small parts. 
which is my previous, my favorite episode of season one. This episode's solid. It is really, really good. And I'm talking like, you know, it's a close, it's a close second for nothing else other than the name of the episode. <laughs> I excretus. Like, can we talk about Boimler gets <laughs> in his simulation? He gets assimilated by the Borg and becomes, there is no Boimler. I am excretus of Borg. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, how can, how so can you great. be an individual of a collective? Well, ah! It's just Lacutus of Borg. Who knows? You know, I, he's I, know, spy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They're playing off of it. Regardless, when when Pleasant where Pleasant Fountains lie is still my favorite this season. I think this is the first time where the newest episode isn't my favorite, and it just barely, mm. barely not. Okay. I just I really, really love where Pleasant Fountains lie. No, it's a good episode. It's a good episode, but it didn't have a Wild West town. It so, did not have a Wild yeah. West town or board with with the red psych. <laughs> like, no, I saw it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, it they didn't actually, have. They're actually going to use. To, they're going to use a psych, huh? And they did. They didn't have references so. to Wrath of Khan or Search for Spock. So you're right. Well, if you like this episode, you didn't like it. Share your thoughts with us. You can email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com or hit us up on our various social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at scifiwiseguys. Do we still even plug Facebook anymore? I mean, I guess we can plug. If you want to hit us up on Facebook, please do. I think we don't really use Facebook, but we are are in there. Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group. Reach us that way if you really want to. The most important thing you can do is share us with your friends and share us with your enemies. And possibly even perhaps uh, the uh, simulations in your command training programs. Yeah. yeah. Feel free. Tell your fake internet friends about us. (laughs) We appreciate it. And just remember to stay safe, stay hydrated, and remember that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this podcast. Bye. Bye, guys. I was hoping we'd say it at the same time. <laughs> oh, nah. I can I can change it in post. <laughs>